Welcome back. I'm Alfred Lambert Weber, and uh, today we're with our uh, news update for Friday, April 10th, uh, 2015, with independent scientist Loren Murray coming to us from Berkeley, California. Welcome, Loren. Thank you, Alfred. You know, and today uh, I'm looking at our, our, our update, and we have quite the update. It's Loren Murray, Antichrist figure arises in Cyprus. Depopulation in the USA, Serbia, New Zealand, and Canada, and Russia and China are strong with the AIIB. So it looks like reality is moving along like a freight train. Could you bring us up to date? It is. And um, this Antichrist uh, character is in Greece, Alfred. Is, is, is what, sorry? He's in Greece. In Greece? Cyprus. Oh, sorry. In Greece, yeah. Um, well, the New World Order plan and um, the manifestation of it, the carrying out of it, is just going faster and faster. It's very, very rapid. And the New World Order is doing that because um, they, they have to always stay ahead of everyone else to be able to control it. And they also have to stay ahead to do damage control and to um, prevent people from doing anything about it once they catch on to it. So that's why it's escalating so much. And the U.S. military... The U.S. Uh, President, the White House and Congress, and um, other operatives, the Wall Street, the Rockefellers, the so forth and so on, are all part of this. And I want the people to remember that the driving force behind this is the Jesuit families at the very top of the food chain, of the power pyramid. And um, they are not Catholics. They are from ancient Iranian tribes with very, very strict breeding programs for over 3,000 years. And they have actually ruled the world that long through uh, by hiding themselves very well. And these ancient tribes are Uzbek tribes from the, the region of Uzbekistan in Central Asia. And they used the, um, the Tajik tribes to create a victim population and uh, converted them to satanic, a satanic form of Judaism, uh, which worships or follows the Kabbalah and the Talmud. And both of those are uh, rooted in magic cults, uh, satanic cults in Mesopotamia. So they predate Christianity and Judaism. So um, these are these are the unbelievable families at the top, and they are the Farnese family. Fidel uh, Castro is an Italian duke. His family are descended from Iranian popes. Almost all the popes of the Catholic Church are and were Iranians. Um, masquerading as Italians, and most of the Italians actually 
Italy was um, settled and the Etruscan uh, Empire was created by these Iranian tribes and they actually razzed the Etruscan civilization and rebuilt a new one, the Roman Empire. And that's why Romania is named Romania. It's where the Romans came from and they were originally Iranian uh, tribes from Central Asia. So they came through Romania into the, um, the peninsula of Italy. And um, it's a very, very interesting history. It's a very, very shocking history. And it's very, very different from what we've been taught and told. So let's tell the tale today. We have lots of news to update. It's terribly important. And um, the depopulation agenda has been done many, many times over the last 3,000 years. It's nothing new. They created the, the Great Plague and um, the Dark Ages. And they just keep recycling humanity and harvesting it and recycling it and harvesting it. So. Um, it's very, very interesting, and I hope that people will follow our interviews and our websites. Um, my website is lorenmaray.info. Would you like to give yours, Alfred? Yes, we're, uh, this is a newsinsideout.com broadcast. Great. So how would you like to start? Well, uh, what, what we like to start is that this charismatic new world leader appears from nowhere, although not really from nowhere, and takes con control of Greece. And the reason why I said Cyprus is that his apparent name is Alexis Sipra. Yeah. So you just take it from there. Um, his name uh, publicly that he uses is Alexis but um, it's actually a Jewish name for, uh, I mean, his, the Jewish name, the derivation of his name is Sipra, and that probably is for Cyprus. I'm not sure for, for absolutely sure, but they did, uh, the earliest Mediterraneans mined copper on Cyprus, Cupra. Cupra is uh, the word for Copper and the island of Cyprus was named for this precious this metal that they melted and formed into um, metal uh, weights, and um, they were actually molded as sheepskin. Can you imagine a copper sheepskin? And these were stacked up in ships and traded all over the Mediterranean area, along with uh, beautiful pottery, a, a special pottery that has been traced all over the area. So um, that is probably where his name came from, originated. And um, I know that his family came originally probably from eastern Anatolia, which is where the Iranian tribes came from that moved into Italy. So I suspect he's actually an Iranian masquerading as a... Uh, uh, as a Jew. And uh, I think uh, Ataturk was, and it's always through the mothers, the female bloodline is what's important to me in these breeding programs. 
So Ashaturk through his mother was from an ancient uh, Iranian tribe in the north, um, yes, in the southeast corner, west corner of uh, the Caspian region. Stalin uh, was Iranian. He came from the same region, Gulan, which is a subtropical and the wettest part of Iran where they grow rice and, and other subtropical uh, foods and plants and so forth. And that's why Italy has their own rice, Arborio rice, which is very famous around the world. And many of the foods, many of the names and the words in Italian originate in, uh, uh, they're actually Iranian, they're Iranian words and so forth. And the Italians have very, very strange burial and um, death rituals that go back to their Zoroastrian worship of Mithra roots in Central Asia. And the Farnese family, which Castro belongs to, um, is actually, uh, they own the Pentagon and all of federal Washington, D.C. They had it burned down in the War of 1812 and rebuilt with their symbols of Zoroastrianism and Mithra. It's all over in Congress, the walls of Congress, in paintings of uh, George Washington. One of the symbols is fasces, and fasces are a bundle of sticks that they fought with, and they were tied to the front of the chariots that came out of Central Asia along with the horses. And um, they have uh, many other symbols, the Mithra hat, I've seen it on, on statues in Congress and around federal Washington, as well as other symbols of Zoroastrianism. So we are indeed uh, completely controlled in the United States by these ancient Iranian families um, who have managed to, um, to take over all of our intelligence agencies. Obama is a, um, he's a Jesuit trained uh, president as well as CIA. 10% of Congress at least is Jesuit trained and Jesuit families at the very top are Zoroastrian worshipers. They're not Jews and they're not um, Christians uh, and they're not Muslims. They're still practicing their ancient religion. And um, it's, it's really, really a bizarre story, but it's absolutely true. And quite frankly, it's a relief <laughs> to know who, who's really behind this planet. Uh, and they're destroying it. They're depopulating countries all over the world. The U.S. Pentagon is involved in all of it. And uh, the United States population is targeted for the most severe genocide, uh, which is already underway. Oh well, let's let's cover the the U.S. genocide, which I know they had tests run on it during the depression, and then they had a test run on it during 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 World War II. But let's go back to Alexis. Yes. 
Sipra and see some of his roots, who his father was, uh, who who's sponsoring him, and why he's so close to uh, Bricks and 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 Putin. I mean, th- this is really like double dealing. It's kind of like the Hall of Mirrors, isn't it? It's the Hall of Mirrors, and um, I believe that President Putin. Uh, has been very carefully prepared for the role that he's playing now, which is the collapse of the Western economy, and that would be the United States, Canada, uh, the European countries, and Japan, and the um, the pumping, that's the dumping of the Western economy, the rousing of that civilization, and the pumping, the rise of Russia, and uh, China's there too, but Russia is key. And uh, Putin has a degree in international law. He's very, very good at diplomacy and um, catching the U.S. now in the Ukraine situation uh, in a legal corner when they think they're going to play the margins and walk through it and destroy the Ukraine. Well, the Ukraine, the takeover of the Ukraine was planned in the Pentagon in 1998 along with the invasion of Afghanistan. However, it was planned uh, before that and backgrounded uh, by Dick Cheney during the Cold War. And he was uh, probably the first person to hire Victoria Newland, who is now uh, under secretary for the Ukrainian and that Eastern European region in the State Department. And she's overthrown at least three countries with George Soros and the color revolution. And she was key in overthrowing um, Yanukovych, the the legally elected uh, president of the Ukraine who had to flee to Russia and actually Putin saved his life and took him to Russia, you know, guided him to Russia. And um, this is a a very, very, very ugly rollout of the new world order into Ukraine. And it's so rapid. In one year, that country has been taken from the breadbasket of Europe, the uh, Eastern Europe and Russia to um, complete poverty. It's going to be stripped and stripped and stripped by the oligarchs and the U.S. until there's nothing left. That's almost the way that a parasite strips uh, a living entity. That's exactly what they're doing, and they are parasites. And it explains why, after at least 40,000 years, of humanity on this planet being productive, how could it be that after 40,000 years, 85% of the world owns nothing? And there's a very excellent, very informative book I want to recommend that people at least get it through the library and look at it, but they should buy it. And it's called Who Owns the World? It's by an Englishman. He's former uh, Sandhurst military trained. And he's in the House of Lords now as uh, 
um, a uh, staffer on on one of the lords uh, in the office of one of the lords, and he wrote this book, Who Owns the World? And um, 25 families, 25 sovereign kings and queens own 12.5% of the world. That's incredible. That's just incredible. That's a huge amount of wealth. But these Iranian tribes, they keep the monarchies on the throne through their banking and loans and so forth. And um, the, uh, the Iranian, these ancient Iranian tribes are far, far wealthier than any, any people that we know uh, as having tremendous wealth who might be listed in Forbes magazine. And when World War II happened, uh, they sent, these top Jesuits sent the Emperor of Japan and his imperial princes to strip all of the accumulated wealth, 5,000 years of accumulated wealth along the Silk Road. And that is the gold, the money, the anything of value that accumulated over 5,000 years, the artwork, the gemstones, everything. And they have full possession of it now. And they're using this to fund this new world over order takeover. But they're even far wealthier than that because they've been scamming for 3,000 years. Right. Now, back to, uh, to this fellow, Alexis Tsipras. This article says, we are looking for Jesus Christ and not the Antichrist. But when we discovered this new mystery man who was from nowhere, he's taken rock star control of Greece, backed by Joe Soros, formed an alliance with Russia, and is talking to Pope Francis about a peace treaty between Israel and the Palestinians. He was just elected prime minister of Greece, is an atheist and a far-left winger. His party in Greece is called Syriza. He appeared out of nowhere in the last couple of years, almost ma almost magically, shades of Barack Obama. That's what I was thinking. It, it, it looks like an Illuminati setup. Yes, I believe he's a Jesuit. I believe he's from those ruling families at the very top. And since he came from eastern Anatolia, which is eastern Turkey, that was all Iranian tribes and part of the Persian Empire at some time. Um, that is um, indicates that he's probably Iranian. Now, so in terms of upper theater, which is this, we, we can call it, we, we can call it managed news. So we have a number of players on, on, on managed news that we've all become accustomed to. We have Pope Bergoglio. We have the Obama. We have the Queen. We have Prince William. These are kind of figures that also rebound in the book of Revelation. We have the Yahoo. Netanyahu, and now we're going to have, I, I don't know what, what, is, what his name is yet. What sort of a figure do you think they're going to use this new uh, Greek up-and-coming Antichrist for? Well, I believe, um, I believe that um, he's a geopolitical pawn or actor, and the fact that um, 
his father was a slaver. His father was a billionaire who went to African countries and procured black men to come back and work in Greece for his construction company. And he paid them just enough to keep them alive and took all the profits. And uh, so this family is a slaver family. That's an indication of those Iranian Jesuit families. They're extremely cruel and very, very cruel in their particular belief of the application of slavery to their subjects. In fact, they believe that, uh, that uh, non-royals or non-leadership uh, breeding families, uh, that they should not possess anything. They should not own anything or possess anything. They were just there to be slaves and work for the man, the, the boss. And um, it's uh, horrifying to realize these people have hijacked this whole planet. And with the electronic, uh, very, very sophisticated technologies they have now, um, they can do just about anything to any population or individual. And I, I know it's true. I know that scientifically and in the laws of physics, it's possible to do that, to control human beings with electromagnetic frequencies. Because I went to UC Davis in the 1960s when Edward Teller, um, who people call Dr. Strangelove, uh, with bringing Nelson Rockefeller, who was vice president of the U.S., to UC Davis to look at the uh, monkey colony where the animal studies were done for mind control. And that probably started in 19, the 1950s. But students would come back who worked there part-time, and they would talk about the monkeys with the top of their heads cut off and wires coming out of their brain. And they were... Um, in cages in this facility and uh, they were just robots for uh, uh, commanded and controlled and everything by frequencies and now uh, many, many many some countries not all of them but at least 12 countries uh, with uh, with mineral claims on in the Antarctic have uh, there are at least 20 bases mind control bases, heart bases in Antarctica now. Japan has three, uh, England has nine. I don't know how many the U.S. has. I would guess five to seven, although the U.S. does not have a legitimate claim to the mineral rights in Antarctica, but Ar Argentina certainly does. And England does too, because um, that's why they staged the war in the Falklands. It was to get a piece of land with the geologic relationship or structural relationship to the Antarctic, which is a large landmass of two continents welded together. And um, that's why they're taking over, uh, the New World Order is taking over, well, it's really FEMA and the Homeland Security is doing it for the Commonwealth. In other words, the King or the Queen of England and um, they're going to claim mineral rights through the New Zealand and Australian geologic relationship to Antarctica. And um, 
this is the hottest thing, uh, the Antarctic mineral pie is the hottest thing. It was the hottest thing in the 60s and nobody even knew anything about it. They were worried about the moon rays. Well, this has been, this is very, very hot now and yet no one talks about it. Very, very little. It's very, very seldom discussed. But that is why the crown prince of the Netherlands was married off to an Argentinian woman who is now Queen Maxima of the Netherlands. And it's why the uh, crown prince of Denmark married a woman from Tasmania. Mary, I forgot her last name. She's Scottish and, and um, Tasmanian. And um, so a lot of the royals are marrying people who give their country or their kingdom a toe in to the mineral wealth of Antarctica. Right, right. Now, uh, uh, jumping from there to the depopulation issue. Oh, could, could we just uh, read about his father? Could you read about his father, please? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, this is talking about uh, Alexis Cipra. And uh, uh, that Cyprus is actually Cipra and is of Jewish blood. Uh, that he, he is the prime minister of Greece. He has become his father's first openly atheist leader. And that atheist leaders in Europe are becoming more prominent with France and Croatia. But that the father of Alexis Cyprius, Pavlos Cyprius, died in 2012. He was a billionaire with a direct link with the Mossad. He was the father of a slave BHL entrepreneur in Africa, where he was trafficking in Africans. He sent dozens of Africans to Greece in order to exploit them, giving them just enough to survive in its construction companies and public works. And the family business, Capania, was responsible for all major public works in Greece ever since the junta until today. So obviously it had connections. Construction, restoration of Orthodox churches <coughs> through broadcasting. And like the Italian mafia, the other companies have to pay a percentage to the family. In other words, to... Uh, Cypria, if they want to survive, so it 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 looks like this is an this is an inside job with the new Antichrist from Greece. Yes, and um, he is uh, very very pro-Russian, and the effect he's having on Germany is uh, it's it's stellar. It's just. It's just stunning. Um, the Germans could not believe it when he was elected uh, almost unanimously. There was a very, very big vote and a very, very, very high percentage of votes for him. I think it was the first time in Greek history they had that high a turnout. And, uh, and it certainly was a very, very uh, strong vote for him. And... Um, uh, just a second, I have to 
remind myself what I'm where I want to go. Um, well, he's the the first um, leftist, extreme leftist or leftist political leader who's ever met with the Pope in the Vatican. That's in in almost 2,000 years of history. So that's really indicating an insider. Oh, I know what I wanted to say. Now, what is happening is that the royal uh, system of sovereign rulers, and some are no longer sovereign, is on the way out. And what they're doing is replacing them with oligarchs. So Alexis would be in the category of oligarchs. Uh, we have them in the U.S., we have them in every country, but they are people who come out of nowhere and suddenly they have amassed a huge fortune and billions of dollars. Well, these people are working for the top Jesuits, and, um, and they are there to control the population politically and religiously. And to charge them taxes and to harvest them, to bleed them dry. And then that money goes through the hands of the oligarchs and it gets money laundered in their banks and so forth. But it ends up in the coffers, most of it, of the top Jesuits. And, um, and it's also a very good control system with the oligarchs because they're criminals. Well, the people at the top of the Jesuits structure are also criminals, extreme criminals, but they're much more ruthless and they're much better at it than any other group of people on this planet. And what happens is when they're through with an oligarch, he is summarily dismissed or assassinated and his wealth is uh, stripped. So these oligarchs are great throwaway toys or uh, cards that they play on the table all the time to amass huge fortunes to destroy humanity and to harvest the fruits of labor of every generation through wars, through natural disasters, through financial crises. There are many, many ways, but uh, we're in the midst of this now, and this is a global extinction. I don't think it's ever happened on this scale before. So they will make a lot of mistakes. HARP is one of their new main weapon systems. It's a global antenna network. They can cause natural disasters, um, volcanics erupt, volcanoes erupting, earthquakes that cause disasters like the Fukushima disaster. We've done many interviews on that and covered that very clearly. And, um, so they can cause droughts, they can do anything with it. And what's interesting about these top Jesuits, many of them are scientists and the, the uh, specialty or the discipline of science that they most ardently pursued was waveforms, in other words, energy. And so in the universe, everything uh, uh, is either in the form of matter that we can physically touch or see or whatever, or it's in waveforms, which is light or electricity. 
and they can now transmit electricity through the air. They don't need telephone poles or anything like that. Um, but that is being suppressed and not talked about. Um, and there is so much free electricity up there in the atmosphere that you don't need to ever buy any. It's an unlimited supply and amount. Everyone should have it for free. And that's what Tesla and scientists like him were trying to do at the end of the 1800s. It was to give these new technologies for positive applications to humanity, including free energy. And it was J.P. Morgan and the Wall Street and London bankers who thwarted him and the other scientists trying to give science to the people to benefit the people. And it's still going on. It's, um, it's a never-ending cycle of terror, oppression, genocide, uh, banking. Uh, it's, it's horrific. And in one sense, it's fascinating to find out about it. In another sense, it's uh, very demoralizing, very disappointing, and actually wounding of the spirit to know how badly you've been betrayed. So, so they can, through HARP and other technologies, they can simulate the end of the world as set out in the biblical prophecies, for example. Well, um, I don't know what the biblical prophecies are, but they could do anything they want to do. And if they, they probably wrote the Bible too or had any. Yeah. So, um, so that's just, uh, that's just a book that, uh, that predicts or, or prophecies what they planned a long time ago. Yeah. And this radiation, which was only discovered like 100, 125 years ago, um, has now, in 50 or 60 years, changed the genome of the entire planet by causing mutations of every sort that are permanent in all future generations. And so what they're doing is contaminating regions and peoples with radiation. It's changing the genome. It's damaging the brain. So the IQ is being lowered. And you can look now on IQ maps of, for instance, Europe, and in all the regions also in Iraq where uh, there have been depleted uranium and other exotic weapons used. Uh, since 1990, the IQ of the contaminated regions in countries that have been under attack uh, has declined substantially. And that's exactly what they want to do. They want to sterilize most people, 95% of the men and 60% uh, of the women. The remaining 40% of women will be expected to breed from the age of 18 or 19 until they're 40, cannon fodder for the New World Order wars. That's what women are for now. And the 5% of men that will remain fertile. And uh, they, of course, this ruling elite, uh, will carry on as ever, uh, as, as all this time that they have, uh, with these breeding programs, and they are avoiding contamination themselves. Um, if you look at the wind map on our website, lorenmaray.info, there's a wind map there that is uh, uh, real-time. And 
for the last three months, I have looked almost once a week at the Habsburg Empire, the former Habsburg Empire, which the Jesuit, the top Jesuit families created to rule Europe. And um, that whole entire Habsburg region of uh, Portugal, Spain, France, Germany, uh, Prussia, uh, part of the Ukraine, Italy, Austria, and um, that's about, that's most of it, part of Poland. And that whole area is uh, um, warmed up with harp beam so that uh, the cold air from Fukushima that travels around the world and is also directed around the world, loaded with radiation, it doesn't go over the Habsburg Empire. There's no rain out or snow out, very little of radiation into that region. So they're even using harp technology to protect their health, to protect their genetic future. And people who are looking for areas or regions to relocate to would uh, should consider that that would be a good region to go to as well as the Southern Hemisphere, but not all parts of it. Right, right. Now, you're located in Berkeley, in, in Berkeley, California, and in California, they had taken the head of the Department of Homeland Security, which some people say is the, uh, is the agency that is in charge of depopulation of, of the U.S. It's kind of the Jesuit agency. And, and uh, they had made her the head of the University of California, and you've been monitoring and reporting on depopulation and uh, sort of uh, Operation Phoenix-like technology that has been installed there and in other parts of the world. Could you update us on that? Yes. The, um, the depopulation plan agenda is a mechanism that these ancient Iranian families who formed the top of the Jesuits have used for a long time to purge, for instance, Lateral thinkers. Lateral thinkers are people who are able to take lots of information in and uh, synthesize it and make sense out of it, integrate it, integrate uh, scattered pieces of information that are just data. Uh, we'll use to integrate it in a social setting uh, to make sense out of it and a, and a social process. That's why teaching is done in, in, in classrooms. Um, it provides the social networking and the, um, the ability to do critical thinking and evaluation and synthesis of information. And that doesn't happen in front of a computer. It has to happen in a social interaction. So um, this depopulation agenda has come out of uh, originally probably Czechoslovakia. That is the oldest uh, quote that I have from the 1500s on this idea to poison the whole world and depopulate. And uh, it was put out by a preacher, I believe. Uh, I've forgotten his name, but it's something like... Comanus 1424. Comanus 1424. And that was a plan to depopulate the whole planet 
and to uh, make slaves out of the people. That sure does sound like the Iranian tribe. And they sure did populate uh, Czechoslovakia and that whole Central Asian region and even uh, the Mediterranean. So um, these ideas have been around for a long time. In England, the idea of depopulation was first voiced uh, in, in a, a, in a a, a written form. Yes, communists wrote a book. It's called uh, that was the Czech, and it's called um, oh dear, I've forgotten. But anyway, Mathis um, in England wrote a book. Also, he was also a preacher, and he wrote about depopulation and this horrible problem of overpopulated world. Well. They hadn't even explored the world, so how did they know it was overpopulated? And after all the plagues they'd gone through, it wasn't overpopulated in Europe. It's just that the church and the nobility controlled all of the, the land. And uh, so if you weren't born into being a landowner or into nobility, you had no chance almost of ever becoming a landowner. Now, um, along with this dumbing down, of the population by brain damage and, and mutations from radiation exposure and by bad uh, breeding programs where people are uh, inbred and um, uh, not properly respecting the, um, the passing on of bad genes. What you do is you separate these uh, bad genes by separating yourself from your own family bloodline by seven generations. So in Central Asia and with the Popes of Rome deciding who could marry who in the royal families in Europe, they always said uh, seven generations. You can't marry anyone in the last seven generations. And Central Asian tribes practice that as well as the Maoris. That's why they tattoo their genealogy on their chins. And so um, these, these uh, reading programs and everything are, are for a reason. But going back to other, other aspects of this uh, depopulation are um, the uh, mechanisms. And the mechanisms are the vaccines that we're seeing today. And the chemtrails, which are full of chemicals, heavy metals, radioactive particles, uh, liquid uh, particulate, and gaseous phases. And they're all mixed together. And you can see in the San Francisco Bay Area for the last year and a half since the president, the new president of the University of California arrived, Janet Napolitano, who was uh, governor of Arizona and then secretary of, of uh, the Department of Homeland Security until she was hired here. And she has brought FEMA and Homeland Security and all of their nightmare technologies for political and social control, all the poisons and the depopulation programs. And uh, just in one in year and a half, the whole state of California has been horrifically changed. And you can really see what their agenda is. It's 
awful. It's a nightmare, it's frightening, and it's a plan for the rest of the world because Janet Napolitano went around the world as Secretary of Homeland Security and she held contracts, Homeland Security FEMA contracts to at least 15 Commonwealth countries. And that indicates these were spread to other countries around the world. And what people refer to Homeland Security as, it's called the Jesuit Gestapo, because that's what it is. It's the forced vaccines. It's the forced poison. The Jesuits on Monsanto and Cargill, they have developed Roundup. They have poisoned this whole planet. And um, one of the reasons that Ukraine was targeted is because Europe refused GMO food. Africa refused GMO food. And uh, the Ukraine and Russia refused GMO food. And um, uh, Russia did have some, but Putin has announced that they're phasing it all out. He doesn't want any GMO in Russia. And what I know from um, indigenous Filipino uh, population, the Muslim population on Mindanao, which is one of the islands, the southern islands in the Philippine uh, archipelago, is that uh, the whole villages, only where the Muslims were living, the Muslim tribes, and um, the uh, Monsanto and Cargill were there growing uh, GMO crops, and it made the whole village so sick uh, the pollen and everything, the poison it put out, that they had to relocate to other areas until uh, the that crop was harvested or removed completely. So uh, these are all interacting in, in combinations that we don't even understand, but they do have synergistic effects. So chemtrails plus the Fukushima radiation, which is flooding the whole United States from across the Pacific are acting synergistically. The global fracking program set up by Rothschild, and they work for the Jesuits at the top, that fracking is poisoning the deep water sources, the, um, the huge uh, water reservoirs underground, the springs and yes, the very deep aquifers. That water is very pure and it's even millions of years old. And so they're poisoning it by using chemicals that are illegal to use. In the fracking process, they pump the chemicals down into the ground and say, we're looking for oil and gas. Well, what they're doing is contaminating these deep water aquifers with their poisons. And so when that's pumped out and mixed with surface groundwater, that is contaminated with Fukushima radiation, a lot of other stuff, they are multiplying the effects of those two mixtures and it has an unknown outcome, except the outcome they want is complete annihilation of the, um, the civilian population. Can, can this in your judgment be reversed? Of course, but it must come through awareness and education. 
And that is what we've been doing, attempting to do for um, one and a half decades, Alfred. You and I have done so many radio programs on HARP and YouTube videos. And, um, you know, this information, we have no power. We're just ordinary people um, who have the, the prerequisites or the ability, the knowledge to be able to un untangle these horrific events and then package it so that people can understand what's really happening to them. Um, but it's, first of all, who would ever believe this? Who would well, well, yeah, yeah. One, one of the first steps is in, in sort of acknowledging all of this is called name the perpetrator. Uh -huh. And uh, so I've, I've, I've come across a, um, a document by an interesting Canadian journalist named Jim Stone, who had some experiences both in uh, Montreal and here in Vancouver at, um, at some Jewish synagogues in, in uh, Montreal, just to name them. It was Share uh, Tifila and Beth Hamidrash synagogues where he went in to be converted so that he would get the actual experiences. And uh, uh, he, um, uh, he, the reason why he did that was he wanted to see whether or not uh, uh, all the stories about uh, a Jewish plot against uh, against humanity was absolutely true. And um, we're going to post this, uh, but but uh, what he what what he says uh, was that well, my deaths were confirmed after a false false small spat with someone at Shari Tafila, that's the synagogue. A few weeks after the holidays, I went across the street and attended the services at Beth Hamidrash. Um, and uh, for a day, as preparation for what will come next, I need to mention how various rabbis spoke about a Jewish victory over mankind that was soon on the horizon, but not guaranteed because the Internet was messing things up. And then as he got further and further and into that uh, that particular event, uh, every, everybody began to take uh, oaths to God saying, yes, God, I know that in the coming year, I'm going to lie and cheat, but I'm doing it in your service. And finally, he was so shocked that he walked out and he decided he wanted to become a Jew. And then there were two, and he, and he documents them very meticulously, assassination attempts, by members of the synagogue on him. Very, very, very sophisticated, using uh, poisons that were came out of a can that must have been supplied by Mossad. So this is in a synagogue. And, you know, I, you know, this isn't some great secret thing. This is what they're preaching in synagogues. So could you, you know, and, and there are laws against, even, even reporting this, and here there's a plot. The, this is what's being done in 
mainstream synagogues in Montreal and Vancouver. So what's going on here, Laurent? Enlighten us, please. Well, what's going on is that, number one, uh, Jim Stone is military intelligence and disinformation. I oh, know. I see. Okay. I know him very well. Um, he spread a lot of rumors when uh, Fukushima happened that uh, the Fukushima earthquake had been been uh, triggered by a nuclear bomb on the ocean floor. I'm sorry, but one little tiny nuclear bomb would not do that. Um, it doesn't have enough energy to trigger a, a the energy released by the Fukushima earthquake caught, that caused the tsunami. I had one of the last Manhattan Project scientists calculate for me um, the um, the nuclear bomb equivalent of energy that was released by that earthquake. And he called me five days after I asked him, and he said, well, it took me a week to pencil it out, but it's one million Hiroshima and Nagasaki bombs. And um, a nuclear bomb like that has a very contained and local effect, especially on the seafloor. And it just it wouldn't even reach the, the earthquake zone where the locus of the uh, energy and the earthquake was triggered from. That took heart to do it, to penetrate 10 feet or, I mean, 10 miles or however deep that uh, that the locus was. That's the, the center of the earthquake where it originated, where the, the break for the... the, um, the um, structural movement happened from stresses that had built up over a long time. And so he's always pumping out disinformation um, on big events that are harp events or somehow part of the New World Order agenda. So let's not worry about him, but let's look at also why would he go from Washington State? He has some ties to the Department of Energy and Hanford Nuclear Weapons Lab somehow. But why would he go from Washington State where he lives to go join a, a synagogue and convert to Judaism in Canada? It doesn't make sense. Well, he, he said that he did it as a spy to see, to try and discover if there was a Jewish plot to exterminate humanity. Okay, well, he is a spy, but uh, he's not a very good one because um, uh, because what he, he doesn't even know what Judaism is. Uh, Jews who follow the um, the uh, what, what is it? Torah. The, no, the Torah. The the proper Jews who follow and worship the Torah are the right practicing Jews. And there are many conservative Jews and right-practicing Jews who follow the Torah who are very worried about these false Jews who follow the Kabbalah and the Talmud, which are Mesopotamian magic cults and evil cults and uh, pedophile cults. All this nasty stuff we see coming out everywhere they take over, all this evil stuff is from the Kabbalah and the Talmud. And, um, and, and, and those are part of the Jesuits because those morphed into yeah. the Jesuits. 
that is a Jesuit fingerprint right there. So he's working for the Jesuits. Those synagogues are not synagogues. They're synagogues of Satan. They are not proper Jewish synagogues. Right. And these people are not even Jews. These are the Tajik tribes that the um, the Uzbek or ruling Iranian tribes trained and then put through breeding programs to create a victim population. And this victim population also was put through pogroms and ghettos and horrible circumstances where they inbred too much. And so they are not mentally well. They are mentally damaged. The um, brainwashing and, and hysteria and these, these, uh, this thought control are happening in the synagogues and it's the rabbis who are conditioning and controlling the, um, these Tajiks who are masquerading as Jews. They're not Jews. They're Iranians. Oh, okay, now... How does that tie in or, or, or not with the following? Jade Helm, uh, all of the lampposts, uh, uh, all the vaccinations, uh, the Fukushima radiation, uh, uh, the, uh, the uh, forest, the uh, forced vaccinations, the FEMA camps, because we're getting reports that in the Jade Helm area, which is basically the southern half of the United States, people are disappearing off the streets. That, for example, DHS is already taking people off the streets in North Carolina. There have been reports of that. Well, actually, um during the 2003 Iraq War, when I was working on the depleted uranium issue, um, we were in contact with a lot of uh, soldiers who had been in Iraq, and they had horror stories to tell. But uh, one of them uh, was visited by a, a group who were trying to help these veterans. They were very sick from the, uh, the weapons and, and the dimes which is a horrible 100% uh, cancer death in nine months, um, metal alloy that's put in the depleted uranium and other, other bombs. And, um, and one of them was a father. He had like three children. And when they went to his house, um, he was so sick, but he was homeschooling his children. And this group trying to help him said, you're so sick, why are you homeschooling your children? Put them in school. He said, no, the United States is full of underground prisons. Nobody knows about them. And there are laws passed now in the state where I am in, and his state, and probably all the states, are probably federal laws, that in the case of a national emergency, all of the children can be removed from the public schools and taken to unknown locations. And then, of course, the parents can be picked up and put in these underground prisons. When I was speaking on a speaking tour in, at that time 
in Washington State, in Tacoma, uh, Seattle. Uh, I went to the Shoshone Reservation. I went all over the place and talked to people. There were many Vietnam veterans. There were many uh, sick soldiers who came and talked to us. And uh, one of the uh, the activists who was filming and taping the my speaking events talked to me and he said, Loren, I have interviewed people who worked on the railroad cars up here soldering shackles into the railroad cars. He said it's for transporting prisoners. He said there are hundreds of them. We were soldering for yeah. So, um, and the gulag uh, that is comparable to um, the gulag that is comparable uh, in the United States to the Siberian gulag from the Soviet era is in Alaska. When I was working at the Livermore Lab in 1989, uh, my lab partner came in one day. He said, oh, there's two KGB generals here. I said, KGB generals that were in the Cold War with the Soviet Union, what are they doing at the most protected facility in the United States? Secret. And he said, uh, oh, they're transferring the technologies of political control to the U.S. government. I said, what for? He said, well, they're flipping the U.S. into becoming the Soviet Union and the Soviet Union into becoming the U.S. So you see, this is exactly the transformation that Putin is carrying out from Russia and Obama is carrying out from the United States. And Obama is Jesuit trained. All seven of his uh, intelligence chiefs are all Catholic and they're all Jesuit trained. And 10% of Congress and many, many, many other people. And I can guarantee that um, the governor of California, Jerry Brown, was a Jesuit priest. Uh, Leon Panetta, former Secretary of Defense, head of chief of the CIA under Obama, and then he was also um, Secretary of Transportation under under Clinton. And Janet Napolitano, they all went to Santa Clara University together. It's a Jesuit university, very close to Berkeley. And Leon Panetta, I started studying him. I said, wait a minute. Uh, I found some of the right pictures, just the right pictures. And I said, he's Uzbek. I recognize that nose. And his black eyes and black hair. And at certain times, uh, you can just see that Central Asia and everything in him. And um, so I started investigating him. Well, he was secretary of transportation under Clinton. Clinton built the MENA airport and he's a, a Rockefeller through his mother. She was the illegitimate daughter of the, uh, I believe it's Lawrence Rockefeller. Who Lawrence Rockefeller, he used to wear cowboy boots. He came up to Yale Law School when I was a student there and hung out in the student lounge, kind of holding court. Right. I think he, he, he went there to kind of uh, foreshadow Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. He did. They took over the state. And uh, Bill Clinton is his grandson. And 
Uh, Clinton built the Mena Airport for Lawrence Rockefeller and the Rockefellers so that the money that was loaned by the Rockefellers to China to modernize, it's being repaid in China-wide heroin. And that is being flown in big, huge jets every day uh, into the Mena Airport and into Waco, Texas. And, um, and that um that <laughs> those airports are they have a special status where no u.s law enforcement or laws or constitution apply and also um no military or police or anything can enter that airport area it's a special trade zone sort of and um the uh heroin is loaded on tyson chicken trucks and on Walmart trucks and it's distributed through those two companies around the United States. So that's what Mina was doing. Um, not Mina, um, uh, Leon Panetta was doing. He was setting up the Nudrangheta Mafia from the, um, the foot of Italy, the toe of Italy. And I started looking him up, and his father came from a very tiny village, which was the headquarters of the Madrangheta Mafia, where every male in the village had to be in that mafia. It was mandatory. They wanted to intermarry with women in the village as well. So um, I looked that up, I, and I started looking for Panetta's pictures of Panetta's from that village. Well, I found two, and they were both sitting in the back of cop cars in the newspaper story with in handcuffs behind their backs for drug trafficking. And two of the main uh, favorite money-making industries that the top Jesuits are involved in are drug racketing and human trafficking. And so then he went on to be chief of the CIA. The CIA is all Jesuits now. They took it over in 1992, but they set it up. And then he went to be secretary of defense. Well, we can see the drugs coming in at night in the Bayview-Hunters Point uh, area. It's an old Navy base in San Francisco near Candlestick Park. And... Um, these special forces are coming into this abandoned submarine base and shipyard at night, delivering uh, heroin and drugs to the West Coast. Now, now let me ask you this, because... Wait, wait, wait. And oh. Gordon Getty is the drug czar of the West Coast. The Gettys, who were a London oil family... Oh, sorry? Gordon Getty. Oh, right. And so uh, what Leon Panetta did in Congress under President Clinton and President Obama was he reorganized the Nudrangheta as um, a one world, it will become a one world source for drugs. And he reorganized it from the, the Italian small village family model where everybody was inter intermarried and everything to an international uh, 
very organized, highly organized drug racket uh, organization like the Maydalen cartel in Colombia and the Mexican drug cartel. So that is going to be the, um, the world, uh, the one world source for drugs eventually because they're going to make everything one source. And you're seeing it starting to happen now. Um, businesses going out of out of um, out of out of um, out of business, or being swallowed up into bigger and bigger corporations and uh, 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 aggregations of uh, sub companies and so forth. Oh, okay. Now, kind of let me ask you this, and I know, you know, on our shows we kind of have to push and. You and I, through uh, mutual friends uh, in 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 Japan, in the pre-Fukushima days, we both met and knew Ben Fulford. I spent uh, some time with him when he came down to uh, Yumikikuchu's retreat, where you and I both stayed. This is. Um, a spiritual retreat outside of Tokyo in a 16th century farmhouse. And Ben came there and we both stayed there at the time. Both he and I were correspondents for press TV. Now, Ben says that the CIA has flipped and is on the side of the, of, of the light. What do you think? He's CIA. Uh, Benjamin Fulford is a Canadian Jew he showed and put on his website, I, he showed it to me, and then he put it on his web, it was on his website when he showed it to me. But he boasted that his grandfather co-founded General Electric with the Rockefellers. And he showed me photos of his grandfather's estate in Canada. And I know he has quite a following around the world. But um, he's pure 100% baloney, and um, he's absolutely a disinformation agent. He's horrible, and um, just exaggerations. I don't know how people can even believe anything. Well, he, he, he said that there's no radiation from Fukushima. How do you stack that up? Uh pretty obvious there is. There's a debris field from the coast of China all the way across the Pacific, which includes um, the Hawaiian Islands and Guam, all the way to the West Coast, and dead animals are, are washing up sea mammals, fish, uh, deep sea creatures that people have never seen before, different kinds of very rare fish and so forth, washing up on our shorelines. There's nothing in tide pools now um, except uh, two or three kinds of starfish. All of the tide pools have been scoured of life, and the sea lions and seals and marine mammals that are washing up have uh, bare patches where there's no hair. They have sores all over them. They're dead, and uh, they're emaciated because there's no fish to eat. And the pups they've had, um, are dying, too, of starvation. So uh, this is a global extinction. This is not um, some fool like him to make fun of or, or spread disinformation. Now, he, he, he also... 
lightweight outfit. He went to Sophia University in Tokyo. So he was sent there and groomed to be a Rockefeller disinformation agent in Asia, in Japan. And he was the station chief for Forbes magazine at the age of 27. That's kind of a, a, a grease skid for him, don't you think? Yeah, well, I, I, I hung out with, with, with Malcolm Forbes, at, you know, on, on, on Malcolm Forbes' yacht, and I think that they're all disinformation agents, as far as I could tell, yeah. from, from that genre. And, and his granddaddy was just to hang out with, with, with Rockefeller, and I think they sent a Rockefeller lookalike to have pictures taken with him. With oh, they did that. that was a double. They, they, yeah. Rockefeller with him. Yeah. David Rockefeller was in a wheelchair at that time. I yeah. saw lots of photographs of him in airports and stuff. He can't even he couldn't even walk when when um, Benjamin yeah. sent that picture around the world saying he was in Tokyo. We just knocked on his hotel door and David Rockefeller opened it. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now uh, I want to pursue this further because I think it's really important. Ben Fulford said that the CIA flipped and that, that they're out to get the White House. But it seems to me that the Obama White House and the CIA are working hand in glove with Jade Helm and they're out and they're on top of and carrying out this world depopulation, there there is no split there. That's all disinformation that Ben Fulford is putting out to take the whole star seed and progressive community and confuse them. Don't you think? Well, I just think it's a waste of time to even talk about these. these no, no, we we, oh, we have to talk about it because a lot of people in my community are starstruck on Ben Fulford. Alfred, tell me. I'm down. Okay, no, no, no. This is journalism, man. It's just Cubans. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. Oh, it's a waste of time. Once you've identified someone as a disinformation person, it's a waste of time to explain uh, the many ways they're doing disinformation beyond one or two examples because it's taking up all the time that you should be presenting correct information and empower okay. people and then then traction to do critical thinking and encourage them oh, okay once they get good information they know it's good information and they're suddenly released from those piles of garbage they've been fed by people like Fulford and Jim Stone okay then let's go to it let's okay. show how the pope the congress and obama are all part, and the Yahoo and Israel are all part of Jade Helm and West Jade Helm, but to finally destroy the American people. Could you wrap that one up for us? Jade Helm is a very, very large military exercise that will be carried out for eight weeks, two months, July and August of 2015. This is... Um, this is April of 2015 now, April 10th. And these soldiers will be infiltrating at least five states, southwestern states, 
Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, um, Oklahoma, I believe, uh, California. And they are going to be in plain clothes. People will not know their military unless they, they recognize it themselves. And they will be spying on everyone and collecting information. They will be identifying people uh, in the communities and in the churches and so forth who can become snitches for them to identify, uh, just as they did in World War II, who were the partisans, what families have soldiers fighting against the fascism, um, so forth and so on. And then they put the families in prison. So um, we um, are very, very dangerously coming close to um, what I believe is um, a fall into fascism. And our constitutional rights will go away. The Jesuits have tried to destroy our constitution and our country since uh, the very early 1800s. And they held three conferences, the Treaty of the um, at Verona, um, Chigi, and um, Chieri, Chieri and, Vienna. and Vienna. And they came up with the secret treaty of Verona between Prussia, Russia, France, and um, Prussia, Russia, France, and Austria. And they agreed to put money in a fund every year that would be used to defeat democratic movements in countries like Portugal, France, their own countries. But in that treaty, they also said, and in any future areas around the world that we don't know anything about yet. In other words, they hadn't been discovered yet, but they wanted to be sure they stamped out democratic movements that might be in those areas, unknown regions. And, um, and then they had a very special clause to thank the Pope of Rome, the Vatican, for his special help in controlling and repressing the public population. Right, right. Now, uh, uh, so, uh, so, in a way, uh, this is a no-win because any enemy would be something like ISIS, and we know that the CIA and the UK and Israel is ISIS. So it's a it's a double whammy, isn't it? Yeah, they're just thugs and gangsters and um, marauding uh, marauding uh, gangs of of people doing anything they want to without any accountability. And um, that's how you take candy away from children. You, you're bigger than they are, and you do a gorilla thing on them, and you just take it away from them, and stay, they stand there and cry. So then you punch them or knock them down or whatever and run away with, with the candy. And that's exactly what ISIS and, and all these other stupid groups are all about. Um, they're doing this right now in the Ukraine. They are taking volunteer battalions of uh, street thugs who have been raping women, 
uh, stealing, breaking into houses in the war zone. Um, they have even had an organ trafficking racket where these uh, volunteer battalions and, and the Ukrainian army, in, when they've abandoned the camps, the uh, separatist militia, the good guys uh, in eastern Ukraine who refused to live under the Kiev illegal government, um, they have found lists of citizens that were given to the soldiers by the oligarch Kolomoisky, who has just been ousted from the Ukraine on, uh, on um, orders of John Kerry, uh, Secretary of State, and um, I can't remember who else did it with him. Oh, uh, Jeffrey Payat, the U.S. ambassador to the Ukraine, ordered him to leave the, the, um, the, the country. So he went to Israel. But he had refrigerated trucks on the battlefields. And these soldiers had lists of civilians, specific civilians that Kolomoisky had targeted for organ harvesting and with the list of the names of the targeted individuals, their medical records, their complete medical records were included. And he was getting $6 million a pound for harvested organs. organs. He also owned airlines. So these organs were removed from the living people because they last longer if you take them out of someone who's live. And they were transported very rapidly in the refrigerated trucks to his um, airlines and loaded on and flown probably to South America or other places where medical tourism was happening and people who could afford them could buy a kidney or a heart or a lung or whatever. And um, this is a rampant industry under the Jesuits. It's happening all over the world. Right. It's, it's happening on American right. reservations. Right. Now, could, could you just keep us cost telling us about that? I'll be right back. I just have to tend, tend, tend to something, but just keep on telling us about okay. it. Okay. Go ahead. So, um, these oligarchs, are um, they're just moving from country to country on behalf of these top Jesuits. And they're going into countries, for instance, Rwanda. It was Ukrainian organized crime working for oligarchs who were specially trained in neuro-linguistic uh, uh, programming, in um, Mur murdering, how to murder uh, groups of people, and they were sent, these are white Ukrainians, were sent in, in groups to uh, Rwanda, and they were told to kill everyone in Rwanda, but especially all of the white people in Rwanda, Rwanda the, the colonists, because they had the money, the cars, the stocks, the bonds, the gold, the jewels, everything, property that could be stolen. And so it was organized Russian crime oligarchs who the Ukrainian organized crime were working for. And the Ukrainian organized crime was sent to Rwanda. They killed everyone in two days. 
And one of the um, the men who talked about it to a friend, he took one of the teens down, and his mother was the girlfriend of one of the oligarchs. And um, he said, we stole every car, we shipped them all to Europe, uh, they were sold all over Europe. A million cars have been stolen already from Ukraine, from the battle zone, and and shipped all over the all over Europe and sold. And he said that um, they the neuro linguistic programming was turned on. They used on antennas all over. Uh, they've been put up, especially at ten, an antenna network. And what it did was it caused the colonialists, the white mothers, the white children, the white husbands to kill each other and to kill their own children. And it was just a complete bloodbath. And then they used the two African tribes from in Rwanda um, to fighting with each other. They called that the cause of the massacre, but it wasn't. They were massacred too by the same white Ukrainian uh, criminals. And I'm telling you, I was so horrified when I read this. It was hard to believe. But now I see it happening in the Ukraine and it's spreading to other countries around the world and it's happening in the US too. And we're gonna see it really escalate and the um, gangs from different cities around the United States Foreign gangs, the Russian Mafia has was brought in 20 or 30 years ago in the 70s or later. And um, we have 5,000 Russian KGB, Soviet-era KGB, uh, that Diane, Senator Dianne Feinstein brought over in the 70s because they are much more efficient at organized crime and more ruthless than uh, the... Um, the Italian Mafia, which they call the Mickey Mouse Mafia. So it's just turning into organized mayhem, organized crime, and it's to fleece and then depopulate the uh, civilian population around the world. And all that money, just like in, the, in World War II, goes up to the Jesuits at the top. So what can honest Americans do? Open your eyes. Start talking to people. Um, this information will empower you, and you will begin to find your own solutions. I can't propose solutions. I have no idea what your situation is, anybody listening. But you will begin thinking, and the, the people who survive are going to be the ones who thought up clever and effective ways to avoid it. Uh, what Native Americans, the Hopis especially, they just they say get out of the way. And for the nomadic Native Americans, they said go hide in the mountains. So uh, get away from them. Okay, so finally, let's go over to BRICS and to Russia. What's going on in Russia? Um, with these sanctions that the EU and the U.S. have imposed on Russia because they are claiming through lies and absolutely no proof whatever, and um, and the, they are are they are blaming Russia for invading the Ukraine. There are no satellite photos that have been produced by anyone in the West 
uh, by NATO, by the uh, Pentagon, uh, by the Russians, that demonstrate that there are any Russian troops in the Ukraine. In fact, um, generals and admirals in the Pentagon during press conferences have said there aren't any Russians there. We know that. It's not true. And um, um, so the Russians are being blamed for it, but it's actually the oligarchs and organized crime operating to strip the Ukraine of all this wealth and land and everything. And Monsanto wants all the farmland in the Ukraine. It has 35% of the black soil, the richest soil in the world for agriculture, is in the Ukraine. It grows fantastic grains. It's a big grain belt area, like the Plains area of, of North America in, in the United States. And um, so um, people need to study these monumental global foreign events that we are engineering and paying for. We're paying for it in many ways. Our children, our young people are being hijacked with cell phones and with neuro-linguistic programming in the universities. They're being trained to be predators. They're being trained on how to, um, to move wealth out of one uh, area into another and hide it. These are documents that are uh, the students uh, leave them on buses and, and park benches and in, in cafes. Um, I've collected some of them. And it's very, very clear that the universities are, are the main cause of uh, distribution and training in the, uh, the more educated population. And then, and then the um, the lower part of the population, the military guys, um, are being trained in the military. And of course, they come back sick. Um, they've had all kinds of horrific experiments on them uh, because the military is exempt. Once you join the military and you take an oath, you have given up your constitutional rights. And um, it's uh, it's overwhelming, but. They're going to be here. They already are in the United States. And Jade Helm is using them. Now, this weekend, April 11th and 12th of 2015, I'm in Berkeley. Just a few little towns over is Richmond, California, in the north end of the Bay Area. And they're having a drill for two days um, in Richmond for military, uh, firefighters, police, all kinds of people, Department of Energy, FEMA, uh, um, Homeland Security will all be there doing bomb drills, terrorist bomb drills. And there are probably street gangs participating there. Um, it's, um, it's horrible. And these people will be integrated with Jade Helm, which will be this summer. Uh, but Jade Helm type very large exercises have been going on for years all over the United States because Major Doug Rocky told me all about them. I called him up and I said, what is Jade Helm? And he said, oh, they've been doing those exercises for years. And then he told me more. One of his friends is 
in charge of the training. So um, we're getting ready for, um, in fact, Obama's been hinting around about closing the borders. So we're going to be behind a an invisible EMF barbed wire fence trapped in the United States, just as the Russian people were trapped in the Soviet Union. And no so one, instead of behind the Iron Curtain, it's behind the EMF curtain. That's right. That's right. Whoa. And uh, the U.S. Navy has huge flat array antennas. They're called pizza box antennas because they're um, very thin. They're shaped like a pizza box, but they're putting them up and down the sides of buildings. And if you walk by a building where those things are, um, it can knock you flat on the street and just fill you with so much pain. You're a cripple for the rest of the day. It's happened to me in Oakland. The University of California at Berkeley has covered the campus with flat array antennas that they have built into new buildings. They're behind the facing on the building. And uh, they have so many antennas around the perimeter of the campus that I can't even visit there anymore. They, they just hit anyone who tries to enter the campus with these EMF sonic bullets and pain beams and everything. And um, it's, just, it's just total denial of access to citizens. That's a public university. That university, that library has always been open to the public. Well, they say it's open to the public now, but they even have students wandering around in pairs, zapping people and targeting and gang stalking everywhere. And you can't walk for three minutes without getting hit by another couple. These are little girls, young women from uh, African countries. They're Americans. Uh, they are. They have people from all over the world, students who come to um, Berkeley to study. And they go back trained to Kazakhstan and Mongolia and countries all over the world. They're trained to take down their own countries. So it's kind of, it's kind of funding. It's, it's, it's the humans versus the robots. It's you, it's transhumanism and what transhumanism is. And, um, I have been following that. This is in a history of Transylvania and Transylvania is in Eastern Europe. It's, um, it's an old, old region with Czechoslovakia, Poland, part of the Ukraine, uh, probably Moldova, maybe Bulgaria. And uh, the Carpathian Mountains. And in Czechoslovakia, uh, there was a program for Serbs that was particularly cruel and um, exploitative. And it was called, that program was called Robota. Robot. Robota. And it was um, a program for Serbs who did not own land and they had to live on the lords, uh, the nobility's estate, or they might have owned their own land, but they lived on the estate and they still had to donate. It started out as four days a week they had to give in labor 
to the Lord. And then they had three days left over to do farming on their own land. Um, but as they got greedier and greedier, this is in the Habsburg period, um, the, uh, the Lords finally demanded that they work seven days a week. They also had to give 10% of their animals and their agricultural products to the Lord as a tax. And then the Habsburg Empire also taxed them. And so uh, they were so overworked and exploited that they lost their spirit. They lost their religion. They lost their minds. And they were, uh, they were referred to as the uh, products of the Robota system, which means they were like robots. That's where the word came from. And this transhumanism through the frequencies and the cop toys and the GMO and the poison food and everything is transforming humans back into um, living robots. That is the transhuman. Um, that is a remarkable insight. Well, we've 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 come to the end of this segment, our first inaugural broadcast of the uh, joint program of info and NewsInsideOut.com weekly news analysis, uh, which is broadcast every Friday. Do you have any final insights that you'd like to share with our audience, Loren? Well, I just want to explain to people that um, until you uh, tap into or transform into your spiritual power, which uh, uh, gives you the energy and the uh, insight and the awareness and the motivation to um, to just ignore what's happening. Uh, it, it's not to ignore it, but to accept it and, and transform beyond it in order to counter it. And um, I think that Putin is one of the best people to study in terms of learning how to um, manipulate around their um, their signs and, 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 and limits and gates and what they're trying to do. And he's very, very adept because he has a background. He has a degree in international law. And after all, international law still is the law and the Constitution of the United States and, and the states, they have state constitutions, still is the law. And we must exercise our legal rights. You don't need a lawyer. Go to Nolo Press and start buying some of their books. Uh, they're very, very good and you can win a whole lot more lawsuits yourself than if you go and get a lawyer and usually they just screw you. So um, there are lots of things that this investigating this nightmare, it suddenly empowers you and you create your own positive outcome and it dispels all that dark energy and that evil. And um, the only way out of it is to go through it. And we can go through it and transform ourselves into the wonderful human beings that we really are 
if we hadn't been socialized, you know, in, in, in bad ways or in damaging ways in families, in uh, schools, in institutions, in the workplace, and whatever, even in churches. And, um, you know, it's kind of really fun. It's so interesting, and you meet interesting people. And when you're doing the right thing, for the right reason, and powered by your own spiritual energy, the right people begin coming to you, and you're never alone again, and you have real friends, and you make real progress, and you create a real world together. And so I'm liberating people, I'm empowering people, I'm inspiring people, because this is what happened to me just going through it. And in the end, it's the most incredible lightness of being. Right. And my, my thoughts are also in that regard that the great uh, uh, psychic, um, American psychic Edgar Cayce said that Russia would become the first Christian nation, quote, end of quote. I'll just leave you with, with that thought. Well, th this has been the inaugural program of our weekly news update broadcast every Friday evening with independent scientist Lorraine Murray. I'm your host, Alfred Lambert Weber. This has been a joint production of info and newsinsideout.com. Thank you very much, and until next week.